Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Mallory Meyer. She is a soul mentor and intuitive business coach based in Vancouver, British Columbia. How are you doing today, Mallory? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well. The sun is shining, so it's always a good day when the sun is out and shining. Absolutely. Here, it's the same way. (laughs) (laughs) And how is your day going so far? Mm, Easing into it, but it's been beautiful. Got a morning walk in, so no complaints. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be here and be part of the Empowerography community and share a bit about your story and your journey and what you do. I'm really appreciative and happy to have you here today. Thank you so much again. I'm really looking forward to this and so glad that I stumbled upon this podcast and you as well, because I think what you do as a whole, like we've talked about before, is so inspiring and courageous and empowering, hence the podcast name for others. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mallory. So let's jump right in. As I mentioned, you're a soul mentor, an energy guide, and an intuitive business coach. Can you tell us what a soul mentor is? Yeah, absolutely. So Ultimately, like we all have a soul and as a soul mentor, I help guide and mentor you through healing and techniques to really help align to your soul's true desires and happiness to ultimately identify this unique set of gifts and inner medicine that you were born with. And just from my own life experience, I knew how disconnected and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but I was really disconnected in how I felt before I started to reconnect with my soul. So as a soul mentor now, I'm gently nudging and guiding those who choose to work with me and revisit who they really are. And with that, ultimately thinking about like whether you're a little girl or a little boy and how you were in that life between at that point in time and Mm -hmm. now and all those types of beliefs and obviously societal stories that we've taken on. Mm -hmm. So really utilizing some techniques to tap into the unconscious mind to release like what no longer serves you as well as moving through some energetic Reiki healing. And just from my own experience, I know the work can be challenging at first. So I'm very like honored and humbled when people step forward with the courage and vulnerability to do it, because you really need to establish what have the, what have been the beliefs that have been limiting or the limiting decisions in my life that really aren't mine that were created for me in this world but ultimately I took them on and they aren't in true resonance to my soul. So hopefully that addresses ultimately my soul mentor. (laughs) It was a deep dive into it, but it's a high level. That's a little bit of it. Very cool. (laughs) I read that you started your journey into your current world or career following a Reiki experience that you had. Can you Mm -hmm. talk to us a bit about that and how exactly this Reiki experience changed you and set you on this path? For sure. And 
It's funny because at that time, I obviously didn't see how big of a catalyst of a change that it would have been for me in my life. But ultimately, looking back at this point in time, I can see so clearly what it had to offer to me and understanding again, like the essence of my soul, my energy and my aura, which was outside of me. And that wasn't something that I actually paid attention to prior to that Reiki healing. I was dealing with a lot of like almost a victim mentality. Uh And this is back in 2017. And ultimately like working through some like worst case scenario, lack of self-worth, anxiety and fear. And that was accumulation of a lot of emotional trauma through relationships that I held. So it really brought forth this new spring of energy and light and love and mirroring back to me aspects of myself that I couldn't see as I was caught in that victim spiral so deeply. And when I talk about Reiki, Reiki is very much like universal life force energy. So it's really bringing forth light and love. And in a healing session, it's almost feeling like you're unraveling these different aspects of yourself and commencing within a self-discovery journey. And that's almost what really kind of set me on that path was it opened up this whole new portal of this world that I had just had no idea about. And then starting to pursue towards my Reiki mastery at that point as well. So what were you doing for a career or job before you ventured into this world and changed your paths? Mm, I was climbing the corporate ladder pretty much. I was in a HR leadership role. It's something that I'm still very truly grateful about. Obviously I had incredible opportunities with very well-known corporations as well, especially when I was living in Toronto. Uh And it was just something that I truly couldn't see again, like what was outside of me, outside of this narrow perspective of I'm here to like work towards a higher path in my career and ultimately serve others. Like HR was very beneficial because I was able to coach and I was able to mentor others in those sessions Mm -hmm. that I was holding with those that were within my client group. However, there was no integration of the spirituality side. So that's what I really love at this point in time is to bring forward the spirituality with the business as well. How long were you working in that world before you decided to leave that behind? It would have been 10 plus years. Wow. Yeah. So I really started, I've always been like a workhorse in a way of since I was 15, Uh kind of starting at the grocery store and then ultimately after university taking on the path within HR and really kind of dabbling my feet in different aspects of it, whether it was like learning and development, recruitment was a long specialty of mine, and then getting into like an HR business partner role and an HR management role from there and just kind of fluctuating between different organizations. But from 20 to 30, I was always in an HR path. Yeah. And then really after a couple of years in my thirties, <laughs> that's when the, the transition began. Fully into my own business. Now, how easy or hard was that transition for you? Honestly, it was quite challenging. I would Uh like to say that it was an easy one, but I had to overcome a lot of my own beliefs and healing even to detach from like the stories that I grew up with. My family was one, and I think this is where the corporate ladder came into my mind so clearly when I was younger to have to achieve and to climb within because... I had a dad who was very successful and I wanted to work towards that success that I saw with him. And then my mom was very much someone who didn't see anything but success looking like having benefits and a pension. So it was really starting to 
honor that for them and saying, okay, like I have these incredible jobs and this work that obviously with good pay, I always had benefits and I always had a pension with these jobs. So to me at that point for them, success was defined. But at the end of the day, going through, especially starting back in 2017 with that healing journey and really alchemizing myself so deeply to my soul calling, it got really challenging because I was actually becoming in such dissonance with that work that my body was physically shutting down. So I was starting to see these manifestations of very severe migraines and like strong gut pain uh-huh. or whether it was just like mornings filled with tears and tears and tears of like waking up and feeling like this block to go into the office. Yeah. And so the challenging part with that was really accepting and trusting that the time was over, like the safety net that I was so comfortable with had to be released. It's funny how our parents define success or that generation defines success as having that corporate job with the benefits and the good pay. And when, when you tell them or tell someone of that generation that, you know what, this isn't fulfilling me. This isn't lighting my soul on fire anymore. I'm going to leave and pursue my own thing. How could you give up all that success and all the benefits and the security? And are you crazy? It just makes me laugh. (laughs) It's the song that I've heard for years. And I think the other challenging part, and I'm glad you brought that up too, is like saying to your parents that disappointment factor that's been Uh something of mine that I've really had to work through is Uh um, being an empath and so sensitive to others' energies. I never wanted to disappoint. And Uh to go to my parents to say, sorry, like, I know you've supported me so much through my own, like, career too and like with Uh education it was a little bit of a hard pill to swallow but I also kind of did a lot of mindset work to understand their projection back was not something of mine to take on either yeah yeah Yeah. it's just so funny (laughs) (laughs) it's it's the story of so many people though Uh uh-huh and I think though that's the beauty of seeing some of these shifts as of late to understand Uh like this whole new paradigm that people are willing to shift into to yeah. say, like you mentioned, like this doesn't need to be what success looks like. We can be fulfilled in so many deeper ways. It doesn't mm-hmm. define benefit. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for you, Mallory, what has been the most exciting part of your transformation? For me, it's really been not just like living daily by my values. And I really defined those values when I started this whole transformational work of like what truly am I working towards and what do I want to feel every day when I do this work and it's also been like the most exciting part I think stepping fully into my truth that's unshakable and feeling like that feedback that you always get when you meet people and it's always like your energy your energy yeah that means so much to me because I know so truly that I'm in my power and I'm in my truth and people can feel that energy from me while also again like living by those values for me values look so much like liberation and flow and empowerment so i feel like daily i'm touching on those aspects with the work that i'm doing it's it's infectious and contagious when you're in that flow and in that state where you're feeling good and happy with what you're doing and the people around you can pick up on that and they in turn feed off that energy it's an amazing thing to see happen Mm-hmm. I love it. It's very contagious. It's, yes. 
And it's almost like the, not that I'm a manifestation coach, but when you think about the principles behind manifestation, Mm -hmm. you're ultimately kind of listening in on those feelings and living in that vibration of the feeling. So uh, the work that we do, obviously to get you in vibrational alignment, but kind of steering away from the strategy, Mm -hmm. as much as I have business strategy in my work, it's more around energy strategy. So what lights you up or inspires you the most about what you're doing now with your business and the path change? Hmm. So for me, it's really just being that beacon for others in a way and to serve others and ultimately witness them with their expression of like their gifts and their courage to claim that even more so to really, it's almost like those light bulb moments that happen for them when they really can see that this identity of theirs does not feel true enough and that there's more for them and being willing and vulnerable to take that aspect of the healing and the coaching. And what I see it being is something more like that ripple effect, because when I impact one person, it doesn't just impact one Mm -hmm. because it will impact the people that are around their bubble. And then with that bubble, it's almost like a whole, when you keep on expanding the bubble out and out, Mm -hmm. it really feels like I'm, helping not just one but helping a very like worldly aspect the collective yeah and that really inspires me to think that it's not just one subtle change it's an immense change here and helping those like shift that mentality like we kind of briefly talked about before but really being able to understand this whole like multi-dimensional self and how you can really alter some of these like tiny tweaks and thoughts for you to be able to see massive results in your life or in your business. So yeah, it's being very subtle with it, but equally just feeling so inspired to empower others in that way to kind of give them the tools and the techniques so they can start healing their lives and start shifting their vibration too. It's an amazing thing to give back and just see that come to fruition when you have shared your gifts and your knowledge and your wisdom with others, and then it clicks. And it's like, that is incredible to see that light bulb go on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. That's what really lights me up is to a little yeah. session can be so profound at the end of the day. You have stated that the universe was always speaking to you, but it wasn't until the last few years that you began to listen. Why is that? Do you think? When I think about it, I actually feel like it was for a few reasons. Like I do see that ultimately, like there's never really any course of failure in our life. It's merely all like the feedback and the lessons that we need to take with how we proceed and how we move forward with things. And for me, To be able to hold space for my clients in their journeys as well, I almost had to receive those life lessons and go through that pain to get to the other side. So I feel like I was not meant to necessarily listen in and hear those intuitive, like really kind of lean into the intuitive pings that I had always been feeling. And one example was even, I always felt called to come out West And just an example of that is it wasn't until I really met my husband that I felt like, again, the safety net of Uh I had someone there to support me. So we can now go out West, but it was 10 years in the making in my mind. I was living in Toronto and I just always knew I needed to get to Vancouver, but the how, again, that safety. And I was always making excuses, but the moment we came out here, everything expanded and I've never felt more home again, like with not just my soul, but with my spirit 
and things have just come into such alignment and if it was only if I just listened immediately <laughs> though I may not have met my husband but there yes. was obviously more on the other side <laughs> well everything happens for a reason and when it's supposed to though right completely so I think it was really coming down to like uh like you asked like until like why do I think that was I think it was I needed to learn those lessons myself to be uh-huh. able to hold that space and to share how really you can trust and tune in without having so much noise around the societal pressures of things and feeling like we're always like so robotic, especially before COVID. It was very much like the hustle. Yes. Go, go, go. Yeah. And yeah, to identify and to to learn those techniques myself, to now be able to stand here and be here for others was the Mm -hmm. importance behind that. But I was very much in the robot mindset. Amazing, as so many of us have been. (laughs) How difficult was that mindset shift for you? Because you had stated that you had to break some patterns and do a lot of Mm self-work. It was consistency for sure, because Uh I think as soon as I started to work on one kind of mindset shift, another problem would have either presented itself or the same kind of problem and just like a new learning from it would have been uh, presenting itself to me. But the way that I look at it, it was like almost as if I was mastering disappointment and I had to switch to mastering change. And what I mean by that was like the mindset that I had then with like mastering disappointment was each day I would be waking up and, and thinking about how can I prevent myself from rejection mm-hmm. and judgment and discomfort, like truly mastering that disappointment. <laughs> yeah. What can I kind of do to protect myself? And then I started to shift and work my mindset around, but how can I look at it as mastering change? So in kind of having that kind of simple shift and that tweak with my thought and reframing a lot about that too, it really helped me to step into not taking on just like the judgment side of peace, but really stepping into the confidence side of things and recognizing what I was already doing so confidently And helping me break through some of these patterns as well around the fear. And and ultimately seeing that the more that I was showing up, obviously it was empowering others and encouraging others. And my fear was just really the projection of things that was coming to me too. And I had every kind of tool and ability to kind of work through that where what was really the worst case scenario that could have happened. Uh And so that's what I mean almost by the mastering disappointment versus mastering change. Right. Mindset shift really is the key to unlocking so many doors and shift and changing so much in our lives. It's that little, I mean, it's not a little thing. It really does take a lot of work to get that mindset shift happening. But once you do, your world just completely opens up and changes. It's an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, and that's where that work sometimes takes, like you said, too. Like, it's it can feel like something simple, but it's uh-huh. the consistency of not catching yourself. Like, the thought may revisit, but how quickly you can, like, acknowledge the thought and then bring in something positive. Uh-huh. Because our minds like to take us to whether it be the complexity, the drama, the worst case scenario. Yes, yeah. For and sure. ultimately seeing that positive, like what's the positive that wants to come in uh-huh. versus the negative. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, of mindset and shifting, how has that shift in mindset helped you with your business? And how do you find this also benefits your clients? Mm-hmm. 
it's really helped in being very simplified and concise. There's a book that I love too that really speaks to this, just called Essentialism. And I think it's by Greg McCohen, but it really speaks to how we can, with the mindset that I like to bring forward with my clients is like, we can really bring all the value that you have into one premium offer. And that will be your main focus because there's a lot of times that we can get so focused on the money aspect of, I want to bring in this much money per month. But what then you're doing is you're equally constantly set out on that goal of money versus looking at how many clients and getting curious about those clients that are right in front of you that you can start to already bring in for yourself. And so for me, it's just been reframing a lot of the times of the problems to my clients that they feel, again, is their story, their circumstance of a problem and getting to the root of those thoughts and those feelings behind it and really kind of bringing them into the simplicity of let's just work on these thoughts and these objections that you have about the why, perhaps, because it really can be that simple and that concise with business. And there are obviously some core business aspects of it. But for me, it's really just been to help shift them through mindset with the tools that I have, like working with hypnotherapy or time technique. I don't know if you've heard of time, but it's really just to kind of take people unconsciously back on their timelines to remove and release limiting decisions and limiting beliefs so they can actually see lessons that they can now bring forward and upgrade. So it's very transformational with that as well and single belief change and EFT has also been like a huge component in helping and empowering my clients to utilize emotional freedom technique for them to shift their mindset as well. Like EFT is truly something that you can use on everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's a habit that you can work on it. It's a state money, any kind of block EFT is definitely a go-to for anyone even today that could be listening in to ultimately see what you want to start shifting and bringing forward some emotional freedom technique with that. Incredible. I'll have to look into that for sure. Hmm. Now you've been on this new journey or path now for what, three years? You're going into your fourth. Is that right? You said 2017 you started, right? Yeah. 2017 was the journey for me when it started. And when we talked about some of those mindset shifts that I had to do, it was really about the fear of being seen because of kind of battling through these two different personas that I was living almost Uh, like spirituality one and the business very I almost felt like I had two separate lives to be honest (laughs) Um, (laughs) and it was exciting at times but at the same time very draining Um, yeah no doubt so it wasn't really honestly until 2019 that I started to really speak up about my work more Uh and offering healing sessions and only healing sessions I then when 2020 came around, and I think I may have mentioned to you maybe in a conversation before, but a blessing to me with COVID was it really forced me to step in yeah. online and full time and take my business worldwide. Yes. So 2020 to me was when I ultimately started the business okay. that I have today. Yeah. You know, the journey for me started back in 2017. All right. So what do you see as your five-year trajectory for the business? Where do you see yourself going or where do you want to take it within the next five years? Yeah. And that's a great question because right now for me, when I look at my business, it's a little bit of like the infancy still, even though there is so much that is already brought forward, but there's so much to still deliver for me. And so I have a six month one-to-one coaching container that includes Reiki certification as well. But what I can see it evolving into 
is more of not just the group coaching on a larger scale down the road within five years and making it more like VIP one-to-one clients, but also an intuitive business like mastery school. So doing more of a self-paced program to really kind of have a higher level of access to individuals because everyone has different learning needs Uh and some do enjoy more of that self-paced aspect. Yeah. Even though it wouldn't be necessarily as hands-on and as like the accountability component is lost in that way. I do want to be able to establish something with all these teaching and tools that I have to bring forward for others to do on more of a a level that may also be more affordable for them too. So that would be the five-year plan, at least initially, is to really evolve this more into a school and a larger group or program versus just the one-to-one. As much as I love it, I can only see that maintaining for a few years out from now and then moving more into the group. Excellent. Well, it sounds like a great plan. Yeah, lots to look forward to. Do you specifically focus your business on women? And if so, why specifically women? I always like this question because I don't necessarily try to focus it only on women. However, I've only worked with women so far. So Uh I do try to keep my marketing very gender neutral, but myself, like identifying as she, her, that language I find does creep into my copy. And (laughs) from time to time, it's just so hard when I'm like mentioning like how she feels. And so maybe that is part of why the women have been really stepping forward more so than anything. I have men that come forward for Reiki certifications, Uh but forward, at least within the group program, there's no distinction. Like I'm more than happy to take on anyone that would Uh love to do the work, but it has just resulted at this point with women. Mostly women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And And some of the stories that I hear when women come forward is because of relationships that they feel like a piece of their identity has been handed over. And at this point they can finally, now that their kids are older or maybe their relationship has ended, they can really focus on themselves. Right. And that was something that was never on the forefront for them before. And so to really be able to offer that to them within this program has likely maybe been part of the reason through my storytelling as well, why they have been so attracted to come on board too. Uh, Okay. Makes sense. Are there any specific tools or books that you can say have really helped you on your journey? Reiki, most definitely. I know Uh I can go into the slew of the tools, but maybe I'll kind of keep it more to the books because obviously all the tools that I use are within my program and I've kind of loosely mentioned already. Yeah. The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer is definitely one of my favorites. And I think that can really get into the thought work about what truly is yours and what isn't yours to be thinking about. And then with Reiki stuff and even just understanding the essence of your soul, your spirit, the chakras, I would recommend Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mize. It's M-Y-S-S, her last name, but an incredible book as well, just to get a better sense about kind of demystifying what we've, again, like growing up and you go to your doctors because you have a physical ailment of some Uh sort. Carolyn's approach, especially with this book, and it speaks a lot with energetic healing too, is there's actually an underlying issue from an emotional standpoint. That's the problem that's causing this physical ailment. You can't treat it externally. Let's go deeper into the energetic side of things. Okay. Mallory, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Mm, I would have to say really the energy and the intuitive 
connection that I have is my superpower. Like very, very much just that deep claircognitive knowing is my superpower. Being able to pick up so clearly others' energies immediately and be able to find the source of the issue without even necessarily hearing it from them, getting to that root very quickly. It would be like a unique superpower to tap into that. Now we've spoken about success and we're just talking about you becoming successful. So what does the word success mean to you? How do you define that word? This is one that always kind of, I feel like catches me a little bit because when I think of success, it's really like what, when I talked about the values that I have, how am I filling my cup daily to Uh me, not just those values, but the way that I help like modeling for my clients too and living my business out is I only have like core business, like three things within my day that to me, I define as core business success. For instance, like sales, marketing and visibility. So have I achieved that in my day? That to me is success. And that's really just like a check, check, check. And That's where I think that ease and that flow with my values and to really kind of just, yeah, to, to live by that to me is that success component. Okay. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Mm. <laughs> it's a saying that goes, if there is a doubt, there is no doubt. And I always, I was so indecisive and I think that was the best advice that I could receive (laughs) because it stuck in my mind so clearly that I was like, you're right. Like if there is a doubt, there is no doubt. And Uh it's just something that I have never let go of, to be honest, like to trust and to, there's so many things obviously of great advice, but when I think about that question itself, I think that really kind of brings me back into what resonates and what's true with my intuition as well. And that's a huge component with the work that I do is like, does this feel right or is it in resonance? Uh So that really helps me get clear as to like, am I just saying this for the yes or (laughs) what's really behind the surface level of it? All right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? I know we spoke about that light bulb moment because Uh that's definitely the key source of inspiration, but like my best self is movement. So really getting outdoors. And I think that was the biggest aspect with Vancouver and coming here was uh-huh. being able to ground and be connected to the earth and fully kind of like see that in such an abundant way. And with like the lush aspect of nature, the ocean, and just kind of seeing things that are outside of us really kind of makes me kind of being immersed in this as like a one little energetic body makes me feel like my best self sometimes to feel that power of environmental aspects and being so connected with it as well. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? To really trust the process. Yeah, I think before it was really having that control. And I was living so deeply in like my masculine energy. So it was constantly feeling like I needed not only just to control, but to kind of hustle and push. And it wasn't until I truly kind of got reconnected to that feminine energy of like really being able to surrender and hand things over, be patient, yet being like holding that vision so intensely of the inevitable inevitable possibility 
of it coming forward into fruition in the best time possible. So letting go, obviously, was something that has benefited me immensely, not just for my own energy, but equally in my own success and just feeling like that can come. It's almost like as soon as you don't need something, it comes to you. Yeah. And even even with emotion sometimes, like as yeah. soon as you don't need it, and it's even feeling really deeply into your emotions sometimes and sitting with it, it will go away. So yeah, for me, I think the biggest important thing that I've learned is just trusting uh-huh. and knowing that I'm supported. And the more that I just continually show up from that place of heart centered love and like authenticity, it will all work out as long as I'm holding on to that vision and for that purpose that I'm here to do. Patience is a very, very hard thing to learn. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of time. It does, right? And not just business, but in life. No. And, <laughs> and I think that was a huge thing that I even was instilled with me as like a child too, of like just being a very patient person. And um, yeah, and honoring that stillness while it's here. Yeah, I, there's lessons I've learned with that too, about why I didn't achieve certain goals uh-huh. in the time frame that I was hoping And I think that was all really to be able to support me for my best success when the floodgates kind of opened type of analogy of things. Yeah. What is your personal motto? I would have to say like really energy is everything is a personal motto of mine. Like truly, truly feeling into that and understanding not only for ourselves being energetic beings, but money being energy like plants energy, like really my personal motto is energy is everything. What is the most recent investment you've made in yourself? Probably renewing with my coach for one-to-one private coaching myself. And I think that's been something that I've only started to invest in over the last year and a half is really kind of getting support personally, like in a private coaching session. But it's been like one of those best investments and something I think everyone can find deserving as I'm sure many that will listen to your podcast can see the benefit of an investment in yourself. Yeah, for sure. What does the word empowerment mean to you? It means strength. I know I've mentioned liberation before, but Uh empowerment really means that you have all the inner wisdom and the tools acknowledged within yourself to bring that forward so confidently And to feel that you don't need to have any external validation or you need to seek out a guru per se to get that validation. Like you're so truly um, held in that space. Let's think of like a middle space that you can stand in that and feel that you have everything already to bring forward. So often people get stuck in that pattern of, of seeking external validation for what they're doing and their life and it's a horrible place to be horrible. Yeah. Especially when you can look back to already recognize that work that you've done, that you're likely sharing with others. You've kind of gone through that work yourself. So uh, to really kind of use that as a piece of validation for you to witness and to recognize, like I'm, I've had this huge transformational journey. I know I can take others just on that as well because of how great it's been for me. For sure. What was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? I think outside of some very, like the various turning points for me, obviously outside of that Reiki experience, because I definitely shifted numerous things, but 
I know we briefly talked about us moving to Vancouver and I think that really affected me in a turning point, not just for me and my husband, but really with the expansion of the soul and feeling, feeling more with the integrity of the work that we were doing, being so like meaningful as well and really shining light to that and letting us explore that and having the accessibility that we do that unfortunately in Toronto, it was just a little bit more living downtown in the concrete, not feeling like the (laughs) the grounded aspect of things. So I think for both of us, not just myself personally, but that truly was a turning point in our life to elevate and raise us in a deeper level not just spiritually, but obviously like physically and emotionally too, in all different aspects for the better, for the betterment of us both. Amazing. Okay. We're going to go into a little rapid fire section here. So the next group of questions will be one, two, three, four word answer type things. Okay. Okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Empath. What was your dream job as a child? A veterinarian. Yeah. Money or fame? I don't know if me, there's an option, but sure. <laughs> yeah, impact came to mind, but money too, because I think money, just to clarify the money piece, I know it's rapid fire, but okay. when I think about the money, it's to invest deeper in myself to impact greater the collective. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. <laughs> if you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? Likely the sensitive soul. it's the first thing you think of when i say the word future holographic (laughs) (laughs) all right that works (laughs) if you came with a warning label what would yours say uh i've heard this word before but extremely sensitive yeah i think extremely sensitive the and like we'll discern your true intention readily (laughs) (laughs) okay if you could teach the world one thing what would that be? Mastering your energy. That's definitely the focus for my work. Okay. My favorite way to unwind is? Mm, movement and just getting outside to the ocean. Entrepreneur life is? A roller coaster. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. That's the, that's the word I use to sum it up to. Yeah. Go <laughs> with the ebbs and flows. Yeah. The last book or podcast I listened to or read was? The Almost 30 podcast. Okay. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Mass consumerism. And last in the rapid fire section, what is your favorite entrepreneurial book? That would be The Big Leap. And I think it's by Gary Hendricks, if I remember. Yeah, it's really great. If you could sit down and have a one hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Hmm. This is a hard one. Top of mind that just came in immediately would be probably my grandparents, to be honest. And that's because there's a whole other level at this point since they passed on that I've learned about them and their history that unfortunately, just as a child, didn't have that insight and awareness of. And I would love to go back and have a conversation with them about their childhood, about their parents, and to really understand the dynamics and everything that they kind of gave up in their lives to offer me and my family the life that we have too. Amazing. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite stress-reducing activity? Emotional freedom technique. 
There we go. Yeah, and movement, but movement I've I think I already used for one of these fire. <laughs> What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Hmm. I think exploration just to different cultures in the world. So yes, that might take some money, but mm-hmm. exploration okay. deeper levels of that, even if it's locally. Yeah. Okay. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My husband really just being the support and such like the unwavering love through the thick and the thin and really being like my biggest champion as well. And having that belief in me in those days that I didn't. So yeah, he's definitely been someone that really gave me a different side of things. Okay. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? It's okay to feel this deeply and intensely and not judging those emotions that I feel again so deeply being an empath and picking up on others energies just really giving that younger self of me love versus trying to think about like why is this happening to me for you not to you yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) lastly Mallory if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world what would that last 30 seconds sound like I would hope that I would have left my last 30 second speech to the world with one that would be a question for the group to percolate on. So the last 30 seconds might be silence, <laughs> just with kind of leaving that last intentional question for them to, to think about. Okay. Is there any question in mind that you had in particular? Top of mind, I can't say I would, but it would be something that would be quite like reformative in the sense of like really trying to, when I think again, like mindset, like How can we make something or like what would be a tiny thing that you can take away today to shift again, not only your life, but equally the environment too. Um, As I mentioned already, like the mass consumerism standpoint, let's kind of like make things much more simplified in all areas of our life, the business, our lifestyles. I'm also vegan. So it's also like kind of thinking about things with global warming and the climate. So Yeah, it would definitely have some resonance around that aspect I could see. Well, Mallory, thank you so very much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, and I appreciate you. Now you are a member of the Empowerment With You community officially, having done your podcast interview. So thank you very much for for sharing with us today. Like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure, and you are an inspiration. Thank you so much. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Mallory Meyer. She is a soul mentor and intuitive business coach based in Vancouver, BC. Thank you so much, Mallory. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.